Well, welcome back to the Legends of Zelda Lorecast. I'm your host, Aaron, and joining me, as always, is the amazing, illustrious, nope. incredible, just ostentatious with no chocolate chip cookies. <sighs> you can't bring up things that happen pre-show. I can <laughs> when it involves cookies. But cookies. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. And that that brings me to the next point. We have to introduce our very special guest. Uh, uh, the lovely, incredibly awesome Nina is with us today. Hello. Happy to be here. Uh, Kex couldn't make it. So Nina stepped up to the plate and is going to come and talk to us. <laughs> yes, I am the proxy for the day. So let's hope <laughs> everything goes swimmingly. That's okay. That's okay. I guarantee it will. Uh, mm-hmm. I will say, however, we did have an awesome discussion prior to this about uh, Tears of the Kingdom and some theories, and uh, I can't wait to do the Tears of the Kingdom episode that we're going to do coming shortly, right, Ariel? Yep. But that's not today. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Soon. Soon. Today, we're doing a special patron chat episode where... Uh, our lovely patrons are going to bring us. Uh, well, today it's just you, Nina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yay, uh, just me. Just you. Uh, we're going to talk about the things you want to talk about and answer the questions that you want answered, and or talk theories and discuss things. All of things L O Z. So I hope you're ready for that. The show's all going to be on you. <laughs> I got this. I'm ready. <clears throat> all right. Well, then let's get started, Nina. What is the first thing you want to talk about? Um, well, I'll ask my first question. This actually comes from Kex. She asked me to ask it for you, and I thought it'd be a good one to start with. Uh, curious, how did you first become interested in Legend of Zelda as a whole? Ooh, ooh, that's a good one. Arrow, do you want to take this question first? Um, I can. So when did I first become interested well i can't remember how old i was i really can't i can't remember how old i was when i played ocarina of time now i've said it millions of times before that that's the first game i played mm-hmm. well that did spark my interest but uh, like oh, i know you're all gonna hate me um i didn't really super get into legend of zelda like super into it until i you know, got with Aaron. Realistically, it's my fault because <laughs> I I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was great, but it wasn't like, oh yeah, I'm really into this until I really I got with you. I mean, it's understandable, especially with you playing Ocarina of Time the first time. I mean, it's, and, and I loved it. I loved yeah. it then, but it wasn't like my absolute favorite thing. I'm sorry. It's okay. You know, it, everybody has their own favorites. What matters is you love it now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. One of us. Now. One of us. <laughs> uh, no, um, mine's mine's not as heartwarming as yours. Um, I don't feel like mine was heartwarming it was at heartwarming. all. It was heartwarming. It was <laughs> uh, <laughs> I played my first Legend of Zelda game when I was eight. Uh, and it was the Nintendo Legend of Zelda. Played it and got really frustrated and never beat it. I was super mad and I walked away. Never thought of it again. Until I got my GameCube. And it came with a very special, uh, which I still have game, which was the Legend of Zelda collector's game that came with Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, and the first two LOZ games. And... 30 minute demo of Wind Waker. <laughs> I uh, I was kind of a social outcast at that time. I was in my teens. I want to say it was 14, somewhere around there. I didn't have many golden friends. Years. Yeah, the golden years. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have many friends. So I pretty much sunk my life into my GameCube. And when I played Ocarina of Time, and whomped it I fell in love with the story and wanted to know more because I felt like there was more to the series than just this game and what I played when I was eight 
So I dug deep. I beat every single one of those games on that little disc, and I went out and pursued more and more and more until there almost wasn't anything left to find. <clears throat> but I, I lost myself into it, and it's because I connected with it so much on a emotional level because it was, you know, it was my distraction. It was my getaway. And mm -hmm. on a a level of desire, so to speak, I, I wanted to I wanted to be like Link. You know, he, he gives himself selflessly to save the world he loves time and time again. And it doesn't matter what challenges that arise, he will always rise to you know the levels of triumph that he needs to so he was just it was he was my hero growing up no i can see that he is quite the character to look up to but he doesn't talk <laughs> it's another reason he's a character to look up to i'm just kidding <laughs> so no more podcasts i have to be like link <laughs> have to be like link yes oh, my life just got so much better <laughs> <laughs> so mean all right so there's our first question but i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna steal the, the spotlight here and uh turn it back around on you nina so when did you first get involved and in really into legend of zelda um it definitely was with ocarina of time uh it remember getting the 64 uh playing it with uh my my stepdad actually having the guide walking him through it uh, to be fair the um the music is what drew me in and the um the spiritual stones were just so pretty they were always something that i'd be like i'd really want that i'd want the nice pretty shiny thing because it's just the kind of person i am and then we got Majora's Mask and the uh, the whole concept behind it was phenomenal. And then I think uh, I got my hand on Wind Waker and then it just it just continued after that. It was one after another when they were released. And it wasn't until I think after Skyward Sword, I was like, you know what? I'm going to look into the older games. And then the obsession took place <laughs> and it was, I need, I need to have all the merchandise in my house. I need to have all the music. Um, I actually, it was a little fun fact because the music had such an impact on me. Um, I actually walked down the aisle at my wedding to Zelda's Lullaby and it was like the one thing I knew for sure I wanted was, I'm like, I need that song. <laughs> so to me, it was the music that really pulled me in, but then the lore, um, like just sunk into me and I was hook, line, and sinker. I just needed to know all there possibly could have been about it. So that's, that's no. really my story. No, Nina wins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. So what's next on the agenda, Nina? What's the next question? Well, to lead into the you looking up to Link, I was going to ask who is one person you admire most. So I don't know if you want to lead with that or if you had somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll pitch it back to Ariel again. Who do I admire most? It would be Link, of course. Because it's just pure determination. No matter what, he's always fighting. Mm -hmm. Even though, like that's his only purpose really I mean if you think about it if you really yeah. get into the whole thing like this is his only purpose he's there to you know but he keeps doing it and he does it to the best of his ability oh yeah oh yeah and he doesn't stop mostly because he's a character and you have to play him until the game's over with but he doesn't <laughs> stop <laughs> you're stuck with him yeah. stuck with him Oh gosh. So are we talking about which like anybody or are we talking about strictly LOZ that we look up to? Anybody. I pick some like Zelda questions and then like just good wholesome questions. So you can pick anybody. Huh. Well, and it's kind of a harder question. I get it. I can't even think of somebody that I admire. Like I understand it's hard. Probably Link, I probably or Zelda in at least in Breath of the Wild because she's just so driven and she's just like I'm gonna learn all that I can and I can highly respect that. So yeah, I always 
growing up, even to this day, my heroes have always been the same. And they're all make-believe. Let's <laughs> uh, go back to the golden years. Going back, going back to golden years. Um, Ninja Turtles were definitely top for a while. Uh, <laughs> uh, I would... Link is obviously one for me, but I would have to say right on par with Link for me was it's going to sound crazy and it's going to show my age, but uh, Xena, Warrior Princess was definitely Xena. Xena. Yes. Throwing it back. I love that show. (laughs) Yes. She is the role model. Oh, Aaron, that's fine. You show your age. I will show mine. That show, top notch for its time. I used to jump around as a kid on my bed with my fake samurai sword. And yep, I was all about it. Uh, Oh, I love that. But I mean, it was it was a lot of things for me. It was well, number one, that was also back in the day when we had a a lot of different tropes, Um, you know, not to not to bring things down in the house, but women. Uh, didn't really play leading roles like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then on top of that, you know, you had same kind of similar stylings, uh, always rose to the challenge, always pursued their goal, no matter what through it was thrown at their way. It was just, you know, it. there was a lot of things that I wanted to emulate with both of these characters. And, you know, it emulates directly in what we're doing right now. These these podcasts, you know, I've had people before we even started this who told me time and time again, it wouldn't work. You can't do it. It's not going to it's not going to work. And here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just one aspect of life that that's happened. Right. And these characters are who they are, what made me who I am today. And I'm thankful for them. That is very sweet. I very much like that. Mm-hmm. That was really good. Which actually leads into another one was uh, what made you decide and commit to making podcasts? Because not just Legend of Zelda, but you have multiple other ones that Ariel hosts herself that you do, that you do with your D&D groups. What made you want to commit and decide to do it? Are you making me go first? I'll go first on this one. Okay. Because <laughs> it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I dragged taking ownership. Every, I, I'm taking ownership. I uh, dragged everybody else in. So I, a little bit about me. When I was a kid, I always wanted to be a hero. I always wanted to be the person who saved the day and made positive impacts in people's lives and changed the world for the better. So when I turned 18, I joined the military and tried to do just that. Well, as I grew older and grew wiser, I realized that I wasn't going to be able to do as much good as I wanted to in that career. So I left. Um, After that, I felt lost. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how I could make such a grand impact on such a small, you know, small platform, essentially. How could I do Mm -hmm. this with just being one person? And... One day we were all sitting around doing our normal D&D sessions like we always did. Uh, got together as a group of friends and I just looked around the table and I saw how many smiles there were and how many happy faces and just how much cheer there was in the room from such a simple story. And I thought I could share this with the world. I could do this on a massive scale with just my voice with just their voices I could reach so many people and make so many positive changes and sorry it gets me emotional thinking about this Uh, that's okay (laughs) I wanted to I wanted to bring happiness to the world in whatever form I could and it didn't matter if I never got anything in return except for those smiles because that's what I wanted and that's what I'm always going to want that is the main goal of everything that we do all the podcasts that we do every everything that drives us is as a team to bring a smile and bring hope and happiness to someone's life 
every day. Every time they push that play button, that's all they get is that happiness, that smile, that inclusiveness, that home, that comfort. I got to say, Aaron, you like you hit the nail on the head. Uh, 100%. I've listened to a couple of different ones, but uh, the like the Discord uh, possibilities to chat with people, I've made wonderful friends, and it's literally because of this podcast. I've made extraordinary friends within the last year, and I wouldn't trade that for anything, and it wouldn't have been possible without this podcast. So to be able to take one thing that I absolutely love, and I have a slight obsession with, it's okay, <laughs> to find others... <laughs> who share that and then become good friends with them and have a safe space to talk about different things and all of that it's it's really wonderful so at least for, for me i could tell you you hit that one person and i am very grateful for that so thank you <laughs> you're making me cry <laughs> with these questions <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i promise they're not so bad after that <laughs> Oh my gosh. All right, Ariel. Uh, now that I've dried my eyes and we had a little bit of a, a little break there. Um, but what do you got? What do you podcast for? <laughs> I definitely don't have such a heart wrenching story like that. <laughs> I podcast because of you. Because I told you to. <laughs> I mean, good reason. And, yeah, it's like. I know I give Aaron a lot of crap and I'm really, you know, sarcastic. I always am. I've always been. But I would do anything for Aaron. No. So when Aww. he said he wanted to do this, okay, let's do it. And when, we, you know, we got a bunch of shows and he was, he started getting stressed out. Yeah. I said, okay, I'll take over everything all the behind the scenes things obviously not everything i took yeah i took all of the behind the scenes things from him to de-stress him the edits the scheduling the yeah and yeah you know i mean to be fair i was up till what two three o'clock in the morning most nights just doing edits and final posts and mm -hmm. and then so yeah i know i give aaron crap a lot but I would literally do anything for him. So no, big hearts. This is this is why I podcast. It's not not because of the people. I like making people happy, even though I'm not a funny person. I just I'm sarcastic. That's just who I am. <laughs> it's my personality. Hey, it works for you. Uh, well, that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fans love it. It works for you just fine. <laughs> Keep it up. Yeah, but I'm not. You know, I do like making people smile and people laugh. I'm not. I don't ever try to go out of my way to be mean to somebody. That's why I like focus all of my sarcasm on Aaron. Yeah, because I can take it. Because <laughs> he can take it. He already knows. He already knows. So, he already knows. He already knows. He was doing this since we were kids, so it's okay. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's my reasoning. Oh gosh. Whew. I, That's uh, good. I, whew. Okay. All right. I think I'm ready for next one. <laughs> okay. So the next ones are pretty easy. Okay, um, good. No more heart-wrenching. <laughs> no more heart-wrenching. At least hopefully not. Uh, what was your favorite TV show as a kid? We're going to show age again. I'm sorry, oh, but I got to ask. Uh, I've definitely... I got one. Okay. You go first. You go All first. Right. My favorite show as a kid was Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Loved it. I loved that. I loved Twilight Zone. I loved Tales from the Crypt. Oh All gosh, I remember Tales of the Crypt. Stuff. I <laughs> loved Yeah. Uh, mine's not that. Uh, mine's not on that. Mine was VR Troopers. <laughs> <laughs> the Budget Power Rangers was my favorite TV show growing up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, VR Troopers or Beetleborgs. I would also take Beetleborgs. Beetleborgs. They're kind of neck and neck there. Wow. Yeah, it just depended on my day. Yeah, I loved Beetleborgs too. I love the knockoffs. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. Uh, that was an easy one. I liked that one. Yeah, like I said, I got they're not as heart wrenching. Um, 
what would you say is your favorite food? It's another simple one. Your favorite food of all time. If you could pick one thing that you could eat, I wouldn't say every day because some things you can't eat every day, even if you love it. So, there, what's your go-to thing? There is something that I could eat every single day and not get tired of it. What's that? Steak. <laughs> steak. 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 I could literally eat steak every single day and not get tired of it. All right. Mm. Coco's curry in Japan. I could eat that every day and never get tired. Mostly because you can change what goes into it, but because uh, <laughs> I love curry and I only, I only like a specific type of curry, and it's katsu curry because mm. it's sweet, it's tangy, and it's a little spicy, and it's just delicious. So I'd have to that say Coco's amazing. curry. <laughs> Your curry definitely comes in number two. Yes, yes. I had to learn how to make mm. it because I couldn't get it anymore. <laughs> yes. If you really like something, you just got to learn how to produce it yourself. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Oh, gosh. These are easy. All right. All right well, well, I'm going to flip it around on you, Nina. What's your favorite food? Uh, my favorite food? Mm, it's either um, sushi or sandwiches. Uh, I know for a fact <laughs> I could eat a sandwich literally every day and never grow tired of it. It's almost an art for me is making a sandwich <laughs> because you put whatever the heck you want on it and it's fine. But it's either sushi or a sandwich a for sushi sure. Sandwich. Oh, I mm, I've seen sushi it. burritos and they've actually made like a sushi burger where the like the buns rice and then you have all the goodies on the inside between it. It's just more for show and it's probably a mess to eat because the rice would fall apart. But Blech. either way, <laughs> I love sushi. Blech. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. All right. Well, you just keep your curry and it's fine. I'll keep my curry. You guys mm -hmm. can have all the other stuff. I'll eat my I curry. love food. Food's good. I, I love food in general. <laughs> um, just, I love it all. Food's just good. Yep. Food and all oh is so, so good. I'm loving this episode. I'm having a lot of fun with this one. <laughs> good. I'm glad. Um, one other one. Uh, what would you say? Okay, so other than playing video games and making podcasts, what is another one of your favorite pastimes or hobbies? Ooh. Yeah. Ariel, what do you got? Mm -hmm. Oh, you gonna make me go? I'm gonna make you go. What is my... Oh, <laughs> let's see. My favorite pastimes to do... I love painting. I absolutely mm -hmm. love painting. I love drawing. I love anything creating building with my hands I love doing I love cooking because I love food I love reading like I love reading I have a library filled with books you do I do Ooh, Ariel on that note who's your favorite author Stephen King <laughs> oh that's I, my girl <laughs> I love horror I've been in love with horror since I was like four years old Yes, and, I'm actually rereading The Dark Tower right now, and oh, I'm, that's the best. I'm so happy. That's the best. Yes, uh, yes, I loved it so much, and it has a lot of influence on how I perceive things because of that series. It's so good, so I'm, I'm happy you said that. That is the best. <sighs> See, you two are cool, and I'm lame, and I only have a few hobbies. Playing video games. Playing video games and podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. All right. I can't say that. I used to, and I'm going to start doing it again because Ariel was so awesome and she's going to help me. Uh, I used to like heavy modif heavily modifying cars, building and modifying cars. Ooh. Uh, she's actually going to help me right now. It's in the garage. We're working on building a LOZ lure cast car right now. No, it was just LOZ. Car. Was it just an LOZ car? Yeah, I was, I guess I was. Lower cast, not lure. Lower. It's lure. <laughs> Fishing for Legend of Zelda. I am going to put LOZ stickers on there. LOZ lure cast stickers. It's going to happen. <laughs> I mean, it's your car. You can do whatever you want with it. I don't know. Uh, I wouldn't say that's my pastime, though. Like, I do most of the time. I, I come up with new campaigns for the TTRPGs, and I chat with Discord, and I... Play video a games. lot of video games. A lot of video a games. Lot. A lot. <laughs> My phone is overrunning with video games. 
And your Switch. And my Switch. And the Xbox. And the Xbox. And the PlayStation. And, PlayStation. and now the computer. And, yep, now the computer. <laughs> I'm boring. I don't like reading. <laughs> I love reading. Oh. Same. Reading was something I just recently like picked back up on because I always had my nose in a book. So I'm very happy about that, too. I love, like, diving into different worlds. You're somebody else for a whole book. Getting to follow Gosh, their adventures yeah. and... I love it. This is why I play a lot. I of agree. <laughs> yeah, I guess Aaron just immerses himself in different ways. Yeah, see, I'm not too weird. I never said <laughs> you were. You're the one sitting there saying you're boring. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. What do we got next? All right, I'll have one more, and then we can go to a mid-break. I think that's a perfect plan. All right, so my other one goes back to Zelda. And this is just one of my guilty pleasures. What's your favorite Legend of Zelda song? This music so important to me. What's your favorite song? Ooh. And it's a hard one. I don't even know if I could give you one, but I'll try. Song of Storms. Mm. Song of Storms. Or it's it's a toss up for me. Song of Storms or I would say the main theme song. Because every time I hear the main yeah. theme song, chills run down my spine. And uh, Song of Storms is just fun. <laughs> <laughs> it is a fun song. It is a fun song. What do you got, Ariel? Oh, this goes against every part of my personality. But I I did like Zelda's lullaby. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it, it's pretty. It's very, it very, very pretty. pretty. Song. It is very pretty, especially if you have it played with all the other instruments like um, violins and cellos and everything. Uh, it just it hits it hits you differently. I love violins, so yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's a very emotional song, and like you said, throwing everything else in there too, it just becomes that much more emotional. I know, and it's, yes. it goes against all of my personality because <laughs> I'm, I'm not one for pretty, and but it does it hit me. So yeah, that. That's it. That's good. It's a good pick. I do agree. All right, Nina. I'd have to say mine would be um, Song of Healing. It was one of my favorites. Or the um, the Gerudo theme. I love love that one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it's so fun. It's, it is just so fun. It just gets you want to get going. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. That's why I put it at the end of this, uh, the end of the podcast. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, those are all good questions. <sighs> good. I'm glad you enjoyed them. I really had a fun time looking them all up and I love asking questions and getting to know people. So honestly, this was like the perfect little fit for me. <laughs> Ooh. I was to say yes. when you sounded you sounded real excited when you messaged me like is this is this did I get did I get the topic right is this the right topic yeah. is this what I get to do because I'm all bored <laughs> text I'm sorry that you're not here and I wish you were here too but this is all like right down my alley <laughs> poor Kex that's all right Kex will be back Kex was busy yes I don't know what Kex had to do but it's not important so <laughs> yeah she is busy this evening uh well on that note. I think this is the perfect time to go to our mid-break and uh, we got to thank some some patrons and do other things in the mid-break like talk about new stuff and merch and fun stuff. So, mm-hmm. ooh, let's go to a mid-break. Get. Yeah. Get. Well, here we are in the middle of the show where we do stuff. I don't remember, Ariel. What do we do? Well, usually it's you say Ariel, blah, blah, blah. And I'm supposed to say, <laughs> like, it's awful middly in here. <laughs> and you know what? I was actually going to say it today. Oh, no. So I ruined it? Yeah, you did. Oh, Congratulations. Man. Can we do, we do a redo? No. Oh, well, it's awful middly <laughs> in here. I'll say it then. But what else do we do? We go home. No. We thank our patrons. <laughs> we have to thank our wonderful patrons, like our Golden Goddess level patrons, Kex and Maple Flapjacks, our Hyrule Royalty patrons, James Becker, Chaotic Damon, 
and our Sheikah patrons, Deadeye. Uh-oh, here we go. Foil Grimmer. You're it. staring. Yeah, you're I staring at me again. <laughs> <laughs> and approval. Approval. I'm looking for it. Uh, and then we also have to thank our Kokiri patrons. Dead Socks, Jumanji, Preston Balagad, Remington Cloutier, and our fairy patrons, Doug Leamy and Mike Sorelli. And of course, we have to thank our wonderful special guest, Nina. So thank you, Aww. Nina. <laughs> thank you. Happy to be here again still. Who else do we thank, Ariel? Come on. Wow. Are you just... <laughs> wow. Wow. I just, I just want you to do the middle thing. Yeah, well, you know what? What? We thank the listeners. <gasps> because without them, we wouldn't have a show. Y'all are awesome. Everyone. Everyone. Everyone <laughs> is awesome. <laughs> oh, in all honesty, yes. Thank you to our listeners. Thank you to our patrons. Thank you to Nina. Thank you to everyone. And thank you to the Rocky Podcast Dog. Rocky Podcast Dog. Who's currently getting cut right now. The most <laughs> precious dog ever. I have to say. Uh, he's, precious. He's oh, did you here. hear that, I just Rocky? Want tension. Oh. You're a precious boy. But mm-hmm. yes, thank you to everyone. You're incredible. You're awesome. And you allow me to sit and talk about uh, Legend of Zelda with Ariel for 45 minutes to an hour every week. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we spend more time <laughs> we do. than that talking about LOZ. <laughs> Just me and you talking about oh, it. Oh, we do. We do. <laughs> we spend hours. Oh, uh, But anyway. That being said, now it's time for Middle East Midbreak stuff. You ready to hear from some of our fans? Yes. Okay. So yes. I'm reaching back because I uh, I failed miserably. Uh, Nina, you're gonna Nina's Nina's gonna be just as disappointed as Ariel was with me. Uh, I'm shaking my head already. <laughs> I didn't realize uh, <laughs> when I was reading fan reviews uh, through email that I was reading the newest ones and not the ones that I had uh, already read personally, but. Uh, yeah, I never, I never, I didn't know you could go back. I thought, it would, I don't know how email works. <laughs> I failed. So now we're reading the emails that should have been read in December this month. <laughs> I failed. Better late than never, I guess. Better late than never. Um, so uh, if you sent one back in December, you'll be read today. And I hope you don't get mad at me because I messed up. I'm, I'm still learning. <laughs> <laughs> so this one comes to us from Noah Loss. It says, Dear Aaron and Ariel, thanks for this great podcast. I have played many of the LOZ games, but never really understood the lore. Thanks to you, I've learned more than I ever have before about LOZ. I'm just recently starting listening, and I've already fallen in love. Sometimes I will go through ep- four episodes a day. That's a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really appreciate the time you put in for the listeners each week. I have a few questions. What is your favorite game and why? We've actually answered that a bunch. So I'm going to skip over that one. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But Noah's is Skyward Sword because it really made them realize the stuff Link and Zelda had to go through. And it was a really emotional game for them, which I completely understand. That is like the pinnacle of how everything started. So I get it. That's a really rough one. Uh, I I also understand your struggles with the Wii controls, however, and I got very frustrated with them as well. Uh, Yeah, they're ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, Next question is, what is your favorite character? I think we've already answered that one, too. Bunch of times. Favorite characters. Uh, You know what, though? Nina, I don't think you've answered it. What's your favorite character? Oh, no. Oh, no. Who's my favorite character? Put on the spot. If it's not Beetle, it's wrong. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I might just disappoint you, but I'd have to probably say Midna. Midna is one is probably my Ooh. favorite character. But I just I really enjoy the sassy personalities. Especially when it comes from a female. Ariel, this is why I appreciate you. But like that <laughs> sassy personality. There's just it's just heartwarming to see it. And her character like growth and everything too is very I don't know. It's wholesome, and I very much enjoy it. 
I we'll get to my personal opinions on Minya. I admit I don't hate I don't hate her, but it was it was it was it was a tough hurdle for me to get over. And when I did, I enjoyed her more. I will say that there's reasons. There's reasons. All right. I, I thought she was the bad guy. That's the main reason. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand that. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're the bad guy. Oh, wait, no, you're. I'm wrong. Oh, oh now I have to like you. That's. I have to redo all my emotions. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Uh, well, Noah's is Goose. I think it's supposed to be Groose. Uh, mm-hmm. But because Groose had a great character change through the middle of the story, and he always found a way to lighten the mood with funny comments. I can get that, Groose. I, I like Groose. He-, he was another one that took me a little while to warm up to, but I did warm up to Groose. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I do agree with that. Uh, Many people hype up Breath of the Wild, but I feel like it's not really Zelda. Don't get me wrong, it's a good game, but it doesn't feel like the original dungeon crawler for me. There's only really four dungeons, and I have not beaten Breath of the Wild because I want to get all the... Okay, I want to get all the shrines first and then defeat Calamity Ganon in the traditional green garb tunic of the wild. Okay, I get it. I get it. I can Uh, respect that. What do you think about all this? Uh, personally, I I welcome this new Breath of the Wild game style change. Um, dungeon crawlers for me, they were cool. They are cool, but they are growing quickly into a thing of the past. Um, especially with all the new open world games coming out. Personally, I welcome the change of an open world Zelda game where I can climb a mountain if I want to. Yeah, I spent a lot of time climbing <laughs> mountains. A lot. Lots a lot of time i did enjoy that i do agree with the dungeon crawling i do enjoy a good temple i think mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite things with like skyward sword was their temple designs but breath of the wild just had a fresh take that i just couldn't hate like yeah. i could literally look at what i wanted to look at and just go climb it if i wanted to <laughs> it yeah. was just mm-hmm. and they did they did still have their dungeons and they still had the traditional puzzle solving which i still love they didn't go so far away from their original design that it wasn't Legend of Zelda anymore. Right. They just took a new fresh spin on it and they breathed new life into it. Sorry for the pun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the last part of this email, my family likes the LOZ series, but aren't a complete nerd like me. It's nice to have this to listen to when I want to embrace my inner nerd. I have attached some of my LOZ art that I thought you might like to see. And I also take art suggestions if you have any. How's Ariel doing on that ocarina? Keep up the great work. And remember, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. Your loyal fan and friend, Noah. Well, thank you, Noah. And uh, Ariel is still kicking my butt on the ocarina. It's coming soon, the ocarina battle, which I have practiced zero. And Ariel's probably practiced more than I have. I mean, yeah. <laughs> So uh, I will actually uh, put the artwork um, on the Twitter and the Discord because this artwork's actually pretty cool. One of them is one of the uh, stone giants, as I call them. The boulders. Big old stone boulders. Oh, the tallest? Yep. I call them the stone Mm -hmm. giants. (laughs) Accurate. Very accurate. Yeah, yeah, see? I'm not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The next one comes to us from Brian Newt. I am new to the show, but so far it is amazing. I love the personalities of the two hosts. I've been six episodes a day and I love it so much. I'm such an LOZ nerd, but I haven't played any of the DS or 3DS games because I don't have any of the DS consoles. So it is really great to hear you explain what happens in the games that I've missed. I would love to see an episode about an alternative version of Hyrule, Low Rule, Termina, Labrinia, etc. If you already done one about that and I just haven't seen it yet, I'm sorry. I know that I've <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing because I should have read this way back when. Because <laughs> we have. Uh, it's my fault. Uh I know that you have touched on the subject, but I would love to see an episode dedicated to this subject. Thank you so much for the podcast, Brian Newt. Uh, well, Brian, uh, yes, we have, in fact, done some on uh, some other areas. 
<laughs> now who looks like a fool? Me. <laughs> oh, gosh. So the next one comes from Julia Mundy. Happy New Year, Ariel and Aaron. I just wanted to say thanks to the great podcast. Five stars. I've always looked at LOZ as just a video game series and not a universe or more. You've opened my eyes to what I want to learn more. Replay all the games and truly dive into the lore. Thank you so much for all you do, and I can't wait till the next episode. Also, you were right. Jumanji. Oh, it's Jumanji! (laughs) Is the phonetic for saying my Patreon name. It's a play on my first name and last name, Jumanji, and one of my favorite movies. I hope you have a great and healthy year. Cheers. I'm just going to say Jumanji. <laughs> I feel so bad now, too, because Jumanji's the patron, and I will. Oh, I'm so awful. This was January 1st. I'm awful. All right, one more, and then we're going to go to submit break stuff. Uh, this one comes from Kenneth Dillingham. I love the podcast, Legend of Zelda Lorecast, and I would recommend it to any Legend of Zelda fan. Uh, and there is a link here. Get- ha, you have to add a sound effect there. <laughs> Uh, that is a Legend of Zelda item I have for you to possibly put on your podcast. And this is, let's see what it is. Ooh, it's the Nintendo Game and Watch Legend of Zelda. I love that. Oh. I own one and I use it as a clock by my bedroom and my by my bed. It's actually my bedroom clock. <laughs> I love it so much. It's so cool. <laughs> Worth every penny. Uh, and, yes. right, and honestly, right now it's on sale on Amazon right now for $38.50. So it's not bad. Oh, heck yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So I will put that link yeah! in the show notes. <laughs> Ariel shaking her head at me. So I'm awful, I know. So that is it for uh, the fan emails. I've got more to read, so I'm going to continue those next week uh, so we can get all the emails read because they've all been patiently waiting and I'm terrible and didn't realize you could read. Uh, I wasn't reading from the past emails. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> but anyway, Ariel, what do you have for the mid-break? Oh, uh, uh, no, I'm bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I brought some merch. Ooh, let's go. Yeah, this is on Etsy. And it is from Trinket Slot Crafts. And it's a Triforce three-piece friendship pendant. Oh. I know. It's so cute. I need it. I know, but you don't have three friends. I don't. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But this is this is really cool. So basically what it is, it's like three triangles, like gold colored triangles, and you put them together to make the Triforce. And a friendship necklaces. And That's you the most can, wholesome thing. Yeah, and you can get them, you can customize engraving on it. So the price for these is $28, but if you get engraving on them, if you do custom engraving, it's $32. So, yeah. Should we get like two sets of those and give them to our kids? Like you and me and the kids can each have one and we'll have one left over. No? Okay, bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) You really tried. I tried. I tried. (laughs) And the necklaces, like the necklace length is 18 inches. So it's not too bad. And the material is plastic and steel. So keep that in mind as well if, you know. Yeah. But yeah, that Mm -hmm. is what I have. It's really cool, actually. I like it. I'll have to check that one out. Gonna be in the show notes. I don't know why I busted into the Dragon Ball thing. Anyway. uh, uh, So, Nina. Yes. What do you have for us this mid-break? Um, I have something else from Etsy. It's by Nature Tree Design. 
Ooh. And it's a Zelda music box that plays the theme song for it. It's got a little handle, so it's like a traditional one. And you turn it, and it plays the melody. And it's in a box, a little wooden box. And um, you can either get it in the box in black, white, or red. And it has the um, Triforce symbol on it. It's got uh, like a Twilight theme with uh, Link and Link Wolf Link's head on the top box that opens up. And it's really pretty. I'm a sucker for woodwork and I'm a sucker for music. And it is quite pretty. And it's on sale right now for only $21.81. Ooh, that's but not bad. With a, it's not bad. Um, if it's not on sale, it's about $70, though. So, but it seems like a limited time offered type of a deal. But it's got, like, almost a perfect review on it for over... 1600 reviews <laughs> Gosh. so it's a top-notch thing yeah it's super pretty um i will give the link to them and they will also put it in the show notes so you all can see it but yeah ariel's gonna have a lot of sound effects to put in this episode she's <laughs> <laughs> giving me that look yeah i <laughs> it's fine it's fine it's fine everything's it's fine. fine it's fine oh so I have some news that all of you want to hear. Um, I read an article, much like Ariel always does. You read? I tried real hard. Uh, <laughs> took him a minute. It took me a minute, but I got it. So this one comes to us from Game Rant, and uh, it says the article: New evidence backs up Zelda Tears of the Kingdom Switch OLED leaks. Uh huh. Ooh. Uh huh. Okay, continue. So. Uh, recently, Nintendo announced the lend credibility to long-rumored Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom-themed OLED Switch. Contributing evidence stems from Nintendo's recent announcements and has fans persuaded that the long-rumored LOZ Tears of the Kingdom-themed Switch is probably real. What oh. they're yeah, what they're talking about here is none other than the Nintendo Direct release of the collector's edition uh, Breath of the Wild that we are going to you know that you can pre-order right now. Um, which I will say, pre-order for that one hundred and thirty dollars still not open as of recording. So keep an eye out. Uh, Darn it! Yeah, I know. <laughs> My insider leak from both GameStop and from Best Buy have both said to me that they anticipated it will be within the three to four weeks of release of Breath of the Wild. They'll probably drop the um, pre-orders, but keep your eyes open. What did I say? You said Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah. Whoops! I meant Tears of the Kingdom. I was thinking Breath of the Wild was on my brain. <laughs> <laughs> the pre-orders for Tears of the Kingdom will be open in anticipated between three to four weeks prior to release. So keep your eyes peeled. I will keep my eyes peeled. So if you're in the Discord, you'll know before everyone else too, because I'll post it immediately when finding it. Because I am. I'll be counting down the days <laughs> because I'm getting it. I missed out on the Breath of the Wild Collector's Edition because they did a, like a midnight release pre-order thing, mm -hmm. and I couldn't. I couldn't get to it, so I can't miss this one. <laughs> um, but yeah, along the lines of the OLED, when they unveiled the collector's edition, there were a few things that fans noticed, mainly some of the symbols on the pins in the collection and the box in which the pin, the pins are contained. So on the rumored switch, there is a logo. And if you go to the link for this story, you'll see the pictures that were posted on different Twitters here, but there is a logo on the box that is appears on the bottom of the left switch controller. And the actual dock plate itself has the same swirls that are contained on the sides of the collector's edition pin box. Now, it's not to say that this still can't be faked. But we've seen it time and time again where Nintendo has held off their biggest playing cards until closer to the reveals of the main event. This on top of the fact that it would be 
pretty hard for somebody to fake something than not having access to symbols of things that aren't released yet to the public. So, I mean, the argument is there, and it goes it's more in depth in this article. The argument is there, though, that there is probably a little bit more credibility given to this potential new switch because of this collector's edition pen box. So keep your eyes peeled because that may be the thing you want to pre-order versus the collector's edition. <laughs> Fair. So that's what I have for oh. today's mid-break. I know I'm super excited about this too. <laughs> Sounds so wonderful. <laughs> I'm a so little wonderful. upset though that I have to get another Switch, but it will be a Legend of Zelda Switch, so I'm not terribly upset. <laughs> That's fair. I might just cheat and get some stickers because I got that for Breath of the Wild. I might just cheat and do it that way. Just get some stickers. I don't think I. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get I'll get on board somehow, even if I have to fake it. I told Ariel this will be the only time I'll have the opportunity to get a Legend of Zelda themed game console because I've always wanted one but can never afford mm. them in the past. This will be the first time I'll be able to get one. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Absolutely. Fingers crossed. I hope you do. I do. I hope so, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. So pretty. So, on that note, Ariel, is it time to end the mid-break? Yep. Pause for dramatic effect. No, oh, wait. There's more. I don't think there is. I don't know. She's she's oh. She seems pretty adamant that there's not. Okay, so I guess this is the end of the uh, mid-break, and we'll go to the end of the episode. Okay. So you know how... You give her! I was just chit-chatting because mm-hmm. you know how like, you're supposed to be practicing your ocarina? Uh, I am supposed to be, but I am not a diligent ocarina player or practicer. Yeah, so you know what STL Ocarina has? No. Well, they have ocarinas. Okay, well, I knew that. Yeah, and they have like how to play. Had to, you know, okay. play them and they've got, you know, songbooks, right? Okay. So if you head on over to STL Ocarina, if you use our promo code LOZLORE10, you can save yourself 10% off of an Ocarina and it will come with the songbook and the how to book so you can get better. Can't I just use yours? No. Okay. I mean, you can. <laughs> but. In all seriousness, listeners, head on over to STL Ocarina and use our promo code LOZLORE10 and save yourself 10% off of an ocarina. And like I said, it does come with a how-to book and mm-hmm. like a songbook. So, you know, you not only get a beautiful instrument, you get how to play it. I'm, I'm already digging this. Yeah. Is that it? That's the only sponsor? It is. Unless you want to roll on over to uh, <laughs> Fan Roll Dice. Oh, it gets me every time. Every time. Yeah. Just roll on over there and use our promo code AlmightyC10, which is A-L-L, Mighty, the letter C, 10, and save yourself 10% off on dice. Dice trays, dice bags, dice towers, dice accessories, all things dice related. You know, I said this once before today. But I'm going to say it again on this pod. We have somebody who's gone and purchased, what was it? I think it was seven or eight sets of dice. You said eight. It was eight sets of dice. Uh, And they purchased eight sets of dice for $14. And we have those. Wow. Yeah. And we have uh, sets of dice here from FanRoll. And they're fantastically crafted because we have one of each kind. Each one of them is crafted. Except for the wooden dice that are really, We don't really, have really, the wooden, really, really yeah. Want, we need to get some wooden ones. I but. want some. But Aaron's right. I do have two or more. Mm-hmm. I have so many sets of dice. <laughs> Anyways, I love them. I have like mm-hmm. the, the solid gold. It's not really gold. It's, you know, clearly I'm not that rich. No, we're not that rich. But like I'm not rich at all. <laughs> but it's like the solid gold color metal dice and I absolutely love them 
and was simply and don't just take their word for it i also got it i also bought um a set of their dice i got the uh gear ones they're really quite cool yeah i was hollow and they're yes they're very very pretty so the quality is is there it's exceptional work and it wasn't very expensive for those was it they were seventy dollars. Oh, that's right, because you get the very like the very fancy. Yeah, those. Yeah, they were pretty fancy. Though. They were they were for a gift. They were for a gift, so it was worth every penny. But I did use the ten percent off, Ooh. and it probably brought it down. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. First hand, you heard it. You heard it here. Absolutely. <laughs> well, on that note, it is really time to end the middle of the show. Yeah, this time I'm done. I'm. That's it. So now we go to the end of the show. well here we are in the end of the show ariel it's awful tingly in here no we're not doing that again curse sentences (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i think it should stick (laughs) (laughs) no I don't remember a time where I ever listened to you telling me not to say something. So I know. That's gonna it's stick not going to start now. I uh, know. <laughs> <sighs> so we we had the first part of this episode was uh, pretty much a get to know your podcast hosts. I liked that. That was fun. But uh, Nina, you have a theory you want to talk about in the last part, right? Yes, I do. It's it's a fun one. Um I think anyway, I learned about it recently and I thought uh, I had to share it. Um, It is about our beloved, amazing Ocarina of Time gatekeeper, Mido, who just never seems to want to move out of our way. But this is about uh, Mido's redemption. So it's a Mido redemption theory. So if you've played Ocarina of Time, remember Mido is the the little guy in front of the uh, entrance, the great Deku tree that won't let you pass unless you have the Kokiri sword and the Deku shield. And then you don't see him again until, uh, well, you see him after the tree and he blames you for the tree dying and he's mad and he stops away. But uh, you see him again when you're an adult and he's blocking an entrance in the Lost Woods and he has a bit of a different tune then, I mean, he's still in the way and you have to play Saria's song for him to trust you, but um, he's a little bit more forgiving. So this is about how Mido actually might have had a redemption. He did good. So he was he was very arrogant and probably just one we don't see a cool redemption arc of, unlike Groose or Binda. But the reason why I bring this up is at the end of the Fallen timeline, um, Zelda 2, there are a bunch of towns in it, and all of them are named after the sages from Ocarina of Time. You have Nabaru, you have um, Saria, you have Rudo and um, Raru. There's towns named after them. Then you have a little town named Mido, which seems really strange that you'd have a town named after somebody who just took guarding entrances very seriously. So the theory is that Mido actually helped um, seal Ganon away. And the reason why I say that is at the very end of Ocarina of Time, uh, when they're all celebrating because Ganondorf is defeated, uh, they're having a big old party at uh, Lon Lon Ranch, uh, Mido and King Zora, oddly, are sitting off in the distance, not celebrating, looking very morose and sad because they lost somebody dear to them, Saria and um, Rudo. But uh, you start seeing all the colors from the sages, spirits kind of coming in, and Mido's the only one who even looks up and recognizes that these uh, spirits are coming. Nobody else even notices them. So it's a possibility that Mido has that spirit of maybe being a sage or having some sort of uh, potential to being somebody great. And since you see his name in a town in the Fallen King, in the Fallen timeline, it could very well be that he was part of the group of sages and other uh, Hylian like citizens that actually defeated Ganondorf and were able to 
make something of Hyrule again since the hero was defeated. So, so I've I've read this theory, uh, but a slightly different twist to it because I love this theory. Oh. I love that Mido might get a redemption. Uh, mm-hmm. So instead of him being potentially a sage or you know like an assistant to a sage or something. I read that he was one of the generals of the army that took down Ganon during the fallen timeline. And he might have been a, well, a war hero during this time, which is why he was one of the non-sages named for a village. So, which I mean... That would make sense, too, because there was one other village in Zelda 2 that had a name that is not mentioned ever again mm-hmm. in the series. So it could be a war hero or a commander. You could, yeah. Yeah. And that's why there's that's why I put a little bit more weight behind that one versus mm-hmm. the sages, because the sages, there's no there's no actual. And it doesn't mean it's discredited by any means, but right. I've never seen any sort of change of hands when it comes to the sages from that point onwards. Mm -hmm. So, and it's not like the sages are dead. They're not alive. It's kind of hard to explain. The sages have just basically changed. They've transformed into more of a spiritual presence rather than a physical manifestation Um, because they are in the spirit realm at this point. They've they've Mm -hmm. taken their mantles. So (sighs) I like to think of it more of he was a hero of war than a sage because it just makes more to me personally it makes more sense right I agree with that and it's another little fun thing it's not canon but I thought it was fun um, in the Ocarina of Time manga that you can read Mido actually accompanies Link into the Great Deku Tree to help uh, cure him or get rid of the monsters and he's the one who takes the uh, Kokiri blade or yeah the Kokiri blade and Link has to use some homemade slingshot <laughs> in true Mido fashion he's like I get the sword I <laughs> you're get gonna the get sword. the puny little thing <laughs> yeah so it would make sense if he was more of a war hero I just thought it was interesting at the end that he notices those colors and oh, like yeah. literally nobody else does so there has to be some sort of connection to that. And maybe I can't even say it would be the connection of Tessaria since, I mean, King Zora lost his daughter, Ruto. They had mm-hmm. to be close. So he might have some other sort of uh, specialty to him that we just don't know. Well, but I definitely think that he could be a war hero or commander. Mm-hmm. I mean, he definitely did something to help. I, I've noticed in all the research and all the you know all the deep looks I've done into the series I've noticed that they don't do anything without purpose mm-hmm. and it's usually a purpose of showing something some sign of growth or you know some sort of change in a person they did it with Groose they did it with um, Midna you know they've done it repeatedly throughout the series with different characters I think personally Mido being the only one who's seen the spirits or really paid any attention to the spirits is more of a symbol of like him shedding that last bit of that last bit of I don't know the word for it that last bit of you know I guess feeling like he's the only one that could defend the Kokiri in a way He's, sh- he's getting rid of that responsibility on himself. Yeah, he, he, he's shedding that away. Exactly. When he looks up and he sees them, it's more of a... I, I took it personally as a... Okay. I don't have to put all this weight on my shoulders anymore. And I don't have to be this little stinker, essentially. Right. I can grow. I can become something more. I feel like the king didn't need that. He needed closure from losing his daughter. The people mm-hmm. didn't need that. Their closure was being safe. Right. Yes. Link didn't need that. He needed the closure of finding Navi. You know, Mido was the only one at the end who really needed the closure of, can I be something more when the Kokiri don't need me anymore? Mm-hmm. 
So him going on from there to become this great war hero, it almost makes perfect logistical sense because this is him growing in his own way. I can be a hero to all and not just a hero to the Kokiri. I can protect everything I love and not just a small piece. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Absolutely. Because he was very, um, he seemed very apologetic about how he convinced all the Kokiri that it was Link's fault for the Great Deku Tree Mm -hmm. um, passing away. And like when you talk to him again, he's all like, I wish I could apologize and say I was sorry. So he is already on the path of forgiveness and trying to right his wrongs, as it were. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a great theory. (laughs) Yeah, I really like it. I enjoy redemption arcs. So I thought Mido's, I mean, I've always, I I just disliked him with a strong passion. (laughs) Just like, get out of my way. Get out of my way. You're blocking the door, you little stinker. Yeah, so to hear that he could have actually potentially became something great and had great self-reflect and all that really, really rang with me. What are your feelings, Ariel? I really like it. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of stole your talk time, I'm sorry. (laughs) But this is one of those... Oh, no, that's fine. This is one of those theories that I really liked and stuck with me for a long time. Yes. Yes, yes. Well, we're getting close to the end. Is there anything else, Nina, that you want to ask or talk about? I can't think of anything. I That's pretty much all I had. And I've already added in things top of my head earlier. So, <laughs> nope. I, I got nothing. I just am oh. very grateful to have been able to do this with you guys. I thoroughly enjoyed this. That's really all. I just have to say thank you. No. Well, thank you for coming, and thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for being awesome. (laughs) Heck yeah, I do my best. (laughs) Uh, Well, I guess, since that's it, and that's all the time we have for this episode, I guess it's time to say thank you all for listening, and tune in next week. Bye. Thank you all for listening to the Legend of Zelda Lorecast tonight. We hope you enjoyed yourselves. If you did, tell a friend, leave a review. We'd love to hear from you. You can chat with us all things Legend of Zelda on the Robots Radio Discord. Or you can get hold of us on our Twitter at LOZLorecast. Intro and outro are done by Bentonal Landscape. Links are in the show notes below. Till next time, dear listener, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this. Well, do you know your video game lovers? Have you ever wondered how your video game bays stack up against all the other delectable digital dates? I'm Genesis, the girl whose motto in life is love, laugh, tequila. And on Two Girls, One Ship, we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. And I'm Vervada, the hopeless romantic cat lady and lifelong gamer. But you should know that our podcast centers on character and romance analysis and doesn't shy away from exploring the fun of physical connection. Or from the deep emotional connections built between two characters, using specific in-game dialogue and the overall narrative journey. So join the two girls, one ship, shipsters, and remember... Beauty is in the eye of the controller.